Hi, hi, hiya. Welcome to another episode of A Joel New World, a Walt Disney World podcast. I am your host, Joel, and I'm here to recount one of my favorite adventures. And we just had a staycation at the Contemporary Resort. It was a three-night stay. We also started out, we redeemed a night at the Dolphin for the Food and Wine Festival. It was opening night. We had a fantastic time. It flew by. Such a great vacation. My parents came in to um, to see everyone, have a good time, and just have a vacation. And boy, did it not disappoint. Uh, Starting with the Food and Wine Festival, we had some incredible, incredible food. Um, Tried pretty much everything at the Japan booth except for one item. That beer, I was saying earlier, was one of the best that I've ever had, or at least in recent memory. It was really good. It was the Momo Amber Ale. My wife really liked the sake uh, cocktail there. The taiko roll, the sushi roll was really, really good. Had a little kick. And the teriyaki chicken bun was really good too. It reminded me of something, but I can't just I can't place what it was. But the food was fantastic there. We tried the chilaquiles over in Flavors of America. That was fantastic as well. Um, and that doesn't really scream America, but um, it was really good had the beer flight over there it had the beer hug um, from goose island the neon beer hug it had um, one from left hand brewing and then it had another one as well i need to look that up but um, that beer flight was great i tried the bonfire beer over at uh, flavors from fire it was a smoky brown ale i would call it it was really good Uh, My wife ordered a crab cake over at Coastal Eats over by Creation Shop. And that was one of the best uh, crab cakes I've ever had. You could just taste it. It tasted very fresh. All the ingredients, like it was freshly fried and uh, freshly delivered as well. But really good. We tried to go into that new one brewing uh, at the Odyssey Pavilion. And I knew that was going to be all the rages here. And it was, especially on opening night. Everybody and their brother was in there trying to get their hands on that pickle milkshake which doesn't sound great but who knows i'm here to try it and it had some very new flavors and they kind of incorporated muppets uh, bunsen and beaker so um, very popular this year i definitely want to try it out i want to go back when i don't have to wait 30 plus minutes in line so um, i'll definitely try that and report back on it but the food and wine festival is a great time we got the right spaceship earth they had some great new merchandise um Everything was really good. I was very impressed. It's almost like they're back to normal since the pandemic. So, um, really good. They're kicking in on uh, high alert, high cylinders, or all cylinders, I guess you should say. But, um, so far, so good. And I definitely plan to hit it a few more times. It is around through November 18th, I believe is the day. So, here for a while, we're going to try it. And try to get as much as we can accomplish there. But, Moving on, we checked out early in the morning and then checked in over at the Contemporary Resort. This is our second monorail loop resort stay in this month. We're going to get knock out the third and final one later this year in December, closer to Christmas time. And wow, Contemporary was awesome. Um, I loved it. And the one thing I would say is missing, and I just kind of just kind of struck me as I was talking about it. It's missing that grand lobby, right? When you walk in, it's missing that Polynesian wow factor. It's missing the Animal Kingdom Lodge wow factor or the Wilderness Lodge wow factor. But uh, once you get to the fourth floor where the monorail is, it's very impressive in there. You have the Contempo Cafe, you have Chef Mickey's, you have the Outer Rim Bar. Um, Down in the true lobby, you have the Steakhouse 71, which is great. We ate breakfast there. 
my wife and I actually had a date night where my parents watched the kids and we had a couple drinks down there before walking over to Magic Kingdom. And um, what a good place. What a great time. What a great vacation that I'm going to remember forever. And that's what Walt Disney World's all about. It's about creating moments that you're going to remember for a lifetime. But man, I don't know where to start, but let's start at the beginning. The contemporary, we got there, it was super hot, but you know, it's July, it's going to happen in Florida. But when my parents arrived, we got, uh, went out, took the monorail around because that's why you stay there. You take the monorail and, uh, it is the final stop getting to the magic kingdom. That's my only knock on that. You do have to go to the TTC, the Polynesian, Grand Floridian, all the way to Magic Kingdom if you're taking it. When you could just walk from the Contemporary to um, to the Magic Kingdom in about 10 minutes. So, um, you know, to each their own. If you have some time, definitely take the monorail. That's what it's for. It runs through the building. But did that. We got in. We took the train to um, Fantasyland over there by Tomorrowland. Had a great time. Met some characters. And their AC game is on point this year. So if you're worried about getting too hot, just make sure to go inside and get some of that AC. It's definitely what you need. And it's, and it's definitely back to that level if, as you remember. If you've remembered the days of really great air conditioning, I feel like it's back. So that's good. Uh, we ate at the plaza for the first time. I've never done that. But I got the meatloaf with mashed potatoes. Ma, the meatloaf. And it didn't disappoint. It was good. The prices are comparable to 50s prime time, and I feel like everything was just really good. The special of the day was a pot roast open face sandwich. Everybody in my family got that except for me, and they loved it. Um, it's just a good place to eat, very small in there, and uh, yeah, you're on Main Street, basically right off of Main Street eating, and it doesn't get much better than that. I had a banana split too, and that was fantastic as well. Um, yeah, we kind of headed back after that. And then, like I said, we did the date night the first night, my wife and I. We got a lot done. We rode Tron for the first time at night. Uh, bought a lightning lane for that so I can kind of control when we get on it. And I fit in the motor motorcycle or the motorbike again for the second time. Except when I close it this time, I do have big calves. And when it closed, it like put like a calf lock on my calf. And if you have calf cramps like I do at night sometimes... That's what it felt like the whole ride, but um, it was definitely worth it. Once the ride got going, you kind of forgot about it. No big deal. So just kind of be careful how you get in there and how you lock it in. Because once you lock it in, it's there and it's not going to move, which is what it's supposed to do. So, um, But that was fantastic riding it at night. I love that ride. And it's a really incredible addition to Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom. We got to ride Space Mountain for the first time in a long time. I love that ride. It's so good. Um, the traditional with no overlays is probably the best experience, and I love it. Um, and then after that, we rode Big Thunder Mountain twice because we booked Pirates of the Caribbean, and it went down, so we got one of those redeem on any attraction fast passes or lightning lanes, and we rode it back-to-back. -back. We got basically the front row or kind of like the fourth or fifth row the first time, and then we got the back row the second time and it was it was awesome i love riding that ride at night uh we got to catch the big finale of the fireworks show as we were riding it too so doesn't get any better than that we ate over at uh cosmic rays starring sunny eclipse we watched him spin the hits and tickle the ivories there for a little bit as we ate and it was just a great night 
came back. We walked back to the Contemporary and had a Dole Whip cupcake, which was fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's basically a Dole Whip in cake uh, form. It's so good. The next day, we had Magic Kingdom again. And we were going to make it like an early morning. We are going to do a lot of shows for the kids and the grandparents. We did the Tiki Room. We did the Country Bear Jamboree, which I love both of those attractions. They're so good. Um, maybe a little outdated, but they're they're timeless. They're classics for a reason, and I love those attractions. And it's a good way to get air on a hot day. We went over to Tom Sawyer's Island, let the kids play on that pirate uh, ship kind of playground area. Um, it's very hot, and we wanted to get back. We kind of hit the rain when we were over there on the island and made a quick trip over and made a quick trip back because we had to eat lunch at Liberty Tree Tavern, which is probably my favorite sit-down restaurant in all of Magic Kingdom. My family's as well. They loved it, loved every single bite. The pot roast mac and cheese combo was delicious, and that dessert is amazing. That caramel toffee crunch cake with ice cream, chef's kiss. It's one of the best meals you can find on Disney property, and you can have as much of it as you wish. Uh, that night we kind of rested and then we went to the pool once the rain cleared and we had a great time at the splash pad. My parents included, we enjoyed the pool. I got to go down the slide. And if you want to see me going down the slide POV style, check out my YouTube channel of Joel new world, make sure to like and subscribe there. And for that matter, just go to joelnewworld.com, save yourself some time. You can check out my new newly created designs on tpublic.com where you can print your own t-shirt on demand on any color that you wish. And you'll be prepared to hit the parks with those, um, with those designs and those t-shirts that are very, very comfortable as well. But uh, I can't wait to get mine in as well. I ordered some and I would like to show them off and I'm very proud of them. So, you know, every little bit that I get goes right back into the, the podcast, right back into my YouTube channel so I can keep creating great new content. So thank you all for your support. Um, but back to the vacation, we just kind of made it a pool night, had a really good time. The sandbar is their, their, uh, pool bar, if you will. And I didn't love it. It could, it really needs some retheming at that uh, sandbar. It, you kind of have to go in. It felt kind of like a convenience store going in. It's a little awkward. I saw like a pickup window outside. I tried to order from there. They said you have to go inside to order the alcohol. So. A little strange setup. I feel like they really need to emphasize that bar out there. And they could really push some sales. I really think so. It was a little bit slow as well. That was like really my only knock on the resort. Um, but like I said, it wasn't uh, number two on my list. Or I don't know if I've said it on here. But it's the number two resort that I've stayed at. Polynesian being number one. It's hard to top that pool. That's almost like a water park experience. The splash pad. The dining options, you have Ohana, you have Trader Sam's Grog Grotto, you have everything. And the bars, the bars are fantastic. You have Dole Whips. You just can't beat it. But Contemporary comes very close. Due to the proximity to Magic Kingdom and Epcot and the convenience factor of the monorail, it's up there number two for right now. Followed shortly by, I would probably say, the Treehouse Villas at Saratoga Springs really love that experience it felt like you're out um, in nature just kind of camping and having a good time but contemporary is my number two on my bucket list resorts at walt disney world resort and later this year we're going to knock out the grand floridian so uh, we'll see 
that in a future episode. On to the third day, we went to Epcot. We had Guardians Lightning Lanes. We bought those. My parents want to ride those for the first time. Me and my wife got to ride them together for like the second time. When you have kids, you kind of have to alternate, but um, we did that. We got Iran. I got Iran both times because I rode with my parents and as well as my wife. And it's just still the greatest ride out there uh, that I've ever ridden. I highly recommend it. If you get motion sick, try it out because you're never going to know until you try right? But um, such a great attraction, such a great ride, and a great experience as well. Uh, we didn't do too much other than that there. We just kind of walked around, looked at the new merchandise, which is fantastic. And then we had one of the greatest meals we've ever had at La Cellier Steakhouse in Canada. We sat right down the opening ramp in the Manitoba section, as they called it. The service was fantastic. And I had one of the greatest meals or greatest steaks of my life. And I would rank it number one um, best steak of all time that I've ever had. Normally, I get the filet mignon with risotto, but not this time. The server kind of talked me out of it and said that was actually his favorite. Um, and it was a few bucks cheaper, too. So I went for it, medium, and it was cooked to perfection. It was a 14-ounce ribeye. I was expecting to eat half of it and the other half being, like, tough fat to chew through. Boy, was I wrong. I probably only left, like, two bites on that plate, if that, and... It was fantastic. Chef's kiss. It was perfection. And if you are a steak lover or think that you're a steak lover, go ahead and give it a try because it's going to make you a steak lover. And that ribeye was cooked to perfection. And that is currently my number one steak. Granted, I haven't been to too many steakhouses um, at Walt Disney World Resort yet. But for right now, that steak, the ribeye at La Cellier Steakhouse in Canada is number one. And that's going to be a tough one to follow. So, oh man, it was a perfect meal. And it was really just a perfect stamp on a perfect vacation. And everyone had a fantastic time. We're going to be talking about this trip for years and years to come. But, um, but yeah, we came back today. Sad day when your vacation's over, but it's always good to get home and start planning your next Disney World vacation. So, um I absolutely love it. This is why we do it. This is why I started the podcast to kind of, you know, give some suggestions to you guys and kind of uh, account for my experiences as I do them for the first time. I haven't had this ribeye before, but man, I was blown away. It was the greatest steak I've ever had. So um, definitely get a reservation at La Cellier. Fantastic time. Such a good meal. Never had a bad meal there. Starting with the bread service and the pretzel rolls and the maple butter with salt to the dessert. It was fantastic. Also, we've got a couple of Fin du Mons. Uh, it's kind of like, if you had to classify it, it's kind of like a Blue Moon style beer that's from Canada, but much better in my opinion. Um, give that one a shot. I think you can get that one in the cart in Canada as well. But such a good time. We had an amazing time. And if you're not sure, um, this just kind of popped in my head, but we stayed in the garden wing of the Contemporary Resort. And it's kind of far away from that main parking lot. But they do have a parking lot, which we discovered on the last day. If you go past the convention center, all the way around, you'll go right to the garden wing. And it'll make unloading and loading um, when you're packing up to leave much, much easier. And if you're like my family, we, we have to get it done in one trip or we failed. So uh, I know there's many people out there like that. So um, that's just a little pro tip for me. 
make sure to go follow that monorail track all the way around the convention center area and you will find some parking over there which is very very close to the garden wing we'll save you time we'll save you some frustration and save you some steps as well but uh what an incredible vacation i can go on and on for days but and i probably will here with my wife but uh man i loved it my family loved it everyone had a great time and Walt Disney World just has that level of service that everyone's trying to mimic. And that's why Walt Disney Resort or Walt Disney World is the number one vacation destination, in my opinion. And if you've never tried one, book one today. You're not going to regret it. It might be pricier than some of the other ones like, you know, Universal, SeaWorld. But boy, is it worth it. And sometimes you do get what you pay for and that can be a good thing. And that exactly that's exactly what happened here. This vacation, as well as the previous one at the Polynesian, they just go out of your way to make your vacation special and create those lasting memories that you're going to talk about forever. But I digress. That was our trip report from the Dolphin and the Food and Wine Festival and the Contemporary Resort Stay. Boy, was it great. But now it's time for today's main event. So stay tuned and we'll get to it then. It's time. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? It is time for the main event of a Joel New World, a Walt Disney World Resort podcast. It is our top 10 countdown. Our series is continuing today with none other than Epcot. But wait, Epcot's only for drinking around the world, right? And eating and all those restaurants. That's what Epcot's for, right? No. There are some incredible rides at Epcot, and if you were only going there to eat, you were definitely missing out. And in fact, my favorite ride in all of the Walt Disney World theme parks, or any theme park ever, is housed under Epcot's roof. And we're going to get to that. It's my number one on this list as well. But we're going to do this MTV Spring Break style, or New Year's Eve style. I'm going to be your Carson Daly for this this episode here and we're going to do a top 10 countdown of the top 10 rides at epcot so starting with number 10 moving down to number one we're going to get to the true victor of epcot and the best ride in all of epcot so buckle up your seat belts fasten that belt grab that yellow strap and pull it for me because it's going to be a bumpy ride um, and that's mostly because I'm I'm your host. And sometimes I go off the rails a little bit, but we always have a good time. And we always end up to where we're going to be going at the end of this journey. That's what it's all about. So starting with number 10, actually, let me give you my rankings here first and the rubric for how I grade it. Being a former teacher, a lot of you probably don't know that, but I was a teacher for four years. And a rubric is kind of making chaos into order right it's putting some order to that chaos and all those thoughts and feelings that are in our heads about these rides and attractions are going to have some order to it and some you know take out the subjectivity to it and the first factor is theming how well is it themed obviously the thrill factor is it intense because let's be honest a lot of you want some sort of intensity to your ride right to make it a really really great attraction um, otherwise it would just be considered kind of a dark ride, right? Uh, the enjoyment factor, not to say that there's no 
enjoyment out of dark rides or anything like that, but you know what I'm saying. Just the scale of intensity. Um, the third factor is that enjoyment level. How that's kind of like my personal opinion on it. How do, how do I enjoy this ride when I'm telling my friends or, you know, recommending a ride to someone that's kind of that category. Uh, rewritability when I, when it ends, how much do I want to go back on that ride? And since I have little kids limitations, so I have a four and a two year old right now and the height requirements for those attractions doesn't go upside down, doesn't do loops, doesn't spin around really fast. Is it in the dark? Those are going to affect, you know, my trip. So that is the rubric in which we're going to grade all of these attractions here at Epcot. I am very excited for this episode. I feel like this is going to be a really, really good episode of A Joel New World. And I hope you're enjoying these um, top 10 countdowns. I really love a good list. I love a good bracket. Um, so here it is. We're going to get to it. And like I said, we're going to use that rubric to grade all of these attractions. And we're going to start at number 10 and work our way down to number 1. And let's get started. So starting with number 10, and this one can kind of be considered not really a ride. And before I start, I I do not like Mission Space. For whatever reason, maybe the factor that it makes me want to barf, especially if I'm on the orange level. Um, I could probably put up with the green, but I don't like that ride. I wish it would change completely. And they can keep the space theme, maybe make it Wally or... Buzz Lightyear, whatever you want it to be, I just want it to change. I don't really ride that ride. I don't know many people that ride that ride, but I know there's probably some people out there that love it or enjoy it, and I get it. But for me, I hope it changes and gets a complete retheme, kind of like we did with Ellen's Energy Adventure. But to each their own, and I just hope that one changes very, very soon. But starting with number 10, this one's going to be kind of more of an attraction as opposed to a ride and it's not like magic kingdom where you have 15 rides right here it's going to be kind of hard to get 10 rides so starting with number 10 this one's kind of an under the radar experience over in the seas pavilion and that's going to be turtle talk with crush we just started doing that recently with our young ones my daughter loves it she loves getting to ask crush the turtle questions and uh, I think it's actually somebody reacting very quickly to those questions. And they do a really great job of answering those questions and making it funny and getting the crowd involved. And it's just a really fun 15-minute experience. And it's all in the air conditioning. If it's a hot summer day, I do recommend going in there. You have to wait around for maybe like 10 minutes before it starts. But it's really fun. You can get a lightning lane for it, though I don't think you need one. But... Um, that's going to be our number 10 on the list, which is Turtle Talk with Crush. Moving on to number 9, and that's going to be Journey into Imagination with Figment. So, I usually just call this one Figment. Everybody knows what I mean, but we love this ride. Figment's kind of had a resurgence in recent years, starting with that popcorn bucket craze and selling out and with the Festival of the Arts and all that, but... Um, and for good reason. He's a good character. People love him. And that's what I miss about old Disney is those characters like Figment that were created specifically for the parks and those experiences. And 
this one is just a classic classic ride and you know you're going through an open house with the scientist and uh figment kind of interrupts and pops in and kind of derails the the open house experiment and early experience and uh it's just a lot of fun it's really for the kids but kids of all ages can ride it it never has a weight which i love it and that scores high for me because without fail i can always get on that ride within 10 to 15 minutes and with young kids kids do not want to wait and i don't blame them but we can always walk onto this attraction and that's a huge win for me so that's why it's number nine on my list journey into imagination with figment and moving on to number eight this could be living with the land in the land pavilion <clears throat> for me this one's just a relaxing ride some can say it's boring and i get it but it's it's fun it's entertaining it's kind of uh you know, interactive in the sense that, you know, it's educational and you can kind of get some value out of that, seeing how things start as a seed and kind of grow um, into plants, right? And how different techniques are being used nowadays to grow different plants and different crops and things like that. Um, and there is a behind the seeds tour, which I do want to try one day. I have not done that, but I've heard really good things about that and I want to do that someday, but... I know those tours have kind of just come back since the pandemic and we're kind of getting back on a normal routine and schedule. Uh, but that behind the seeds tour, I really want to try. Um, but yeah, number eight, living with the land. I love this attraction. You can almost always walk onto it. That's another huge factor for me as well. And I do love it. It's a little boat ride and, uh, you can go through, um, if you've ever eaten a garden grill, that's basically the ride that you see, um, as you're rotating around garden grill there with chip and Dell. but that's number eight and moving on to number seven i feel like this one would rank higher if it did have a refurbishment and was a little bit more modern and up to date but that's spaceship earth that is the landmark icon in epcot that is the epcot ball if you will that is spaceship earth and for the longest time I've, i feel like people didn't know that there was actually a, a ride or attraction inside of that epcot ball uh, but it is spaceship earth it takes you through time from cavemen on to um, present day in quotations, which um, ends in the eighties, I would say in basically like a Bill Gates type S garage where they're working on computers. So that just kind of tells you a little bit how outdated it is. And it needs to kind of update to, I would say like Steve jobs presenting the iPhone. I think that would probably be more modern and probably should be the most recent scene. Maybe just add that little scene in there before you get to, um, the space and seeing earth, but, um, I love it. I love that you can get a lot of air conditioning. It's a lengthy attraction on a hot summer day inside in the dark. Um, and you're going through all these different scenes talking about the evolution of communication and, uh, language and moving forward. Right. And that's a good lesson to learn moving forward through time always trying to get better and that's basically the message of spaceship earth um, through the use of some amazing animatronics throughout um, speaking of language and you know the renaissance period you name it it's incredible i love it all and it's just kind of fun too so number seven on the list spaceship earth moving on to number six which is a very very new attraction and that is remy's ratatouille adventure so 
it's a great ride. Love the theming. Everything in there is very, very good. The one knock I have on it is it's a little intense for a kid's ride, honestly. Um, last time we went on it, my kids were screaming their heads off. And they were like, I don't want to ride this. I don't want to ride this. And, yeah, I don't blame them. It's a lot going on. It's very in-your-face and very um, intense, honestly, for a, a little moving dark ride. But... Um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, love the theming, and, uh, this one has huge wait times for good reason. People want to see that, that attraction, and if you do get dizzy, emotion sickness on this one can be very high as well. That's a one limitation on it, um, because it is very movie screen heavy, but, um, and you are moving around throughout the ride, so, uh, I, I feel like I'm a one and done on this one. I could ride it once per trip and be good. Just because you do get a little queasy if you're moving around and looking at different screens and things like that nonstop. So that's my only knock on it. I love this attraction. I feel like it's what Epcot needed. It needed some more kids type attractions. But um, if you do have super young kids, they might find it a little bit too intense. Uh, but kids of all ages can ride this ride if, if they're up to the task. But um, that's my number six, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. I love the theming over there. It's a great, a great, great, great addition to france uh, the france pavilion over there and i hope they do add a, a ride or attraction for every single country um coming soon i would love to see a germany attraction as well i don't know what that would look like but that would be kind of cool uh moving on to number five on the list that's going to be the seas with nemo and friends and i love it i love the song the big blue world you're going to be singing that song when you come off of it uh for sure but again this one you can basically walk on this one whenever you want to um it's never more than 30 25 to 30 minutes of a wait time and for me that's huge being able to walk through there and then at the end of the ride going through the seas pavilion looking at animals and fish and things like that it's awesome it's a great experience the only thing i don't like about this ride is the the eac the the current that's kind of uh has projectors and you kind of feel like you're moving very quickly through there. My kids don't like that one. I don't really like that feeling either, but um, that's the only one I don't like. And it's a great dark ride and I love it. Um, the theming on it's really good. And I love the clamshell that you're in as well. But that's number five, the seas with Nemo and friends scored just a little bit higher than Remy's because again of that limitation factor and that rewritability factor as well. I don't want to rewrite Remy's after I've ridden it honestly but the seas with nemo and friends i can ride that all day and sometimes i do but number four this is where we get into the the meat and potatoes here of our countdown and that's soaring around the world so it used to be soaring over california uh you would smell the orange groves and again this one's kind of a 4d experience as well and you smell different scents as you're going through different scenes and going around the world basically um on a parasail or like a hang glider i think is what it's supposed to mimic but um uh, if you do have a uh, if you are afraid of heights this one might get to you i re highly recommend don't looking down it can kind of feel a little bit overwhelming if you do have a fear of heights but um if you can get over that this one is a great attraction it's not too intense um and do you have those like little cut scenes where like things are flying at your face, like a golf ball. And I think that was in the old one, but 
now they have like sand that an elephant throws in your face and things like that. But um, it's a great attraction. Love the soundtrack. And it does depend on where you sit sometimes. It can look a little bit distorted, the screen. But I know this ride kind of gave me a love for Disney as well, as well as many other people. Um, at least the original Soaring Around or Soaring Over California. But Soaring Around the World is a great attraction. And uh, the only thing I don't like about it is the land pavilion's a little hard to get to with kids. You can't take your stroller in there and you kind of have to park a little farther away and walk up a very steep hill um, into the pavilion. So just keep that in mind. You can't take strollers in that building or that pavilion. But don't let that detract for, or take away from your experience. Definitely try this one out. It's a great ride. And it's my number four on the list, Soaring Around the World. Now we're going to get to three of my favorite attractions. And uh, in this top three of the countdown, we're going to start with number three, which could be some people's number one, and that's Test Track. I love Test Track. It gets up to 65 miles per hour, which is one of the fastest rides in all of Walt Disney World. It may be the fastest. I'm not sure between that and Tron which one's faster, but I think Test Track might be just slightly. Um, I love it. The only knock on it is I don't think the theming is really great. Again, it kind of feels a little outdated to me, but I love it. It's very similar to the ride vehicle in Cars Land over in uh, the Radiator Springs Racers over in California Adventure. It's basically the same ride vehicle. I prefer the Cars ride versus Test Track and the theming over there when I know the theming could be done really well. Um, it kind of takes a little bit away from Test Track, but it's still a great ride, great attraction. And if you have a need for speed, this one can definitely satisfy that need for you. I love that you can go in and customize your own car and play around with that. The kids love doing that. And um, it's a great attraction. Again, this one, why it's number three and not number two or one, is going to be for the, the limitations because you do have to be 40 inches to ride this one. That's pretty tall in terms of Disney rides. And... Uh, it is very fast and it's kind of quick moving and sudden turns and stops and things like that. So <clears throat> it is a little bit for older kids, but, um, you know, kids love it. Um, and if you do have a need for speed, like I said, this is that ride that you're going to want to go on. Or if you're like a car nut, um, this is the ride for you. It's a really great attraction. So definitely try this one out if you have not. And again, if you're getting Genie Plus, this one's going to need to be prioritized as well. Um, this one goes very, very quickly as well. So make sure to prioritize this one very high in your Genie Plus list. But that's number three. We're moving on to number two. And that is Frozen Ever After. Formerly known as Maelstrom over in Norway in that pavilion. I feel like this was a great addition for Epcot and that it was trying to... It kind of lacks some activities for kids, right? And everybody loves Frozen, or a lot of people love Frozen, but I know some people don't. But this has some of the best animatronics in any ride at Walt Disney World. And it's incredible what they did with those. And if you love the music of Frozen, you're going to love this ride. If you love boat rides with some drops, this is a great ride. You do a drop backwards and then forward. It kind of makes like a V as you're turning um, it drops backwards and then forwards and it's just kind of a, it's a really, really great time. And it's one of my favorite rides in all of Epcot, but, and rightfully so that's number two, 
Wait times can get up there a little bit, not quite as high as Remy's or anything like that, but it, it can get up there to like 60 to 75 minutes depending on the day and the busy peak times definitely gets up there. Um, I would definitely prioritize this one if you have little ones on your Genie Plus reservation list. It does sell out. It's one That one and Test Track definitely sell out very quickly along with Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Um, other than that, none of the other ones really sell out that quickly at Epcot. So if you get those three, you're set. You can get the other ones pretty much any time you want to. Um, maybe with the exception of Soren and um, this next one on my list, which is number one on our Joel New World countdown, our top ten rides at Epcot. And this one, I absolutely love it. It is the greatest attraction of all time, in my opinion, and currently my favorite ride at Walt Disney World Resort and any other theme park out there. It is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. I love, love, love this attraction. I love the music. I love the factor that, or that surprise factor in not knowing what song you're going to get until you take off and hit the big boom there at the beginning and take off backwards. You get one of six songs on this soundtrack. Um, September is one of them. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Conga, Iran, So Far Away, right? That one. Um, I'm going to get you by Blondie. I haven't gotten that one. That's the only song I have not gotten yet. But I'm going to get you, Blondie. Um, and I think there's one more. What's the other one? Disco Inferno. I went on a hot streak of getting that song every single time. Um, so I'm good on that one for a while. But uh, I'm going to get you, Blondie. That's the one I need. That's the only one I have not gotten. My first song was Conga. And that's I really love that song. I don't know if it's because it was my first time or what. But I love that one. Iran was really good. Everybody wants to rule the world. Awesome. This was the best ride. So smooth. This track is so, so smooth. If it was not smooth, it might be a little worse for wear, especially with those with those motion sickness problems. But, um, and I know they added some garbage cans because people do get sick on this one. But for me, it, for whatever reason, doesn't affect me in the least. And I could ride this multiple times a day. Uh, right now they do utilize the individual lightning lane. Um, they use that system, the Genie Plus system. It is a premium one in which you have to purchase. It's around fourteen to fifteen dollars on average. I've seen it as high as like seventeen or eighteen before, but I think well, right now it is the virtual queue system at seven a.m. and one p.m. But I do think that the standby line is coming extremely soon. Um, so stay tuned on that. I do like the the um, virtual queue system and that you don't have to wait in line. And only end up waiting like 45 minutes to an hour instead at your return time. But I definitely think that one's going away. I think I saw where they were putting in those chains and, uh, you know, for the queue. I think they're putting those in now. So I definitely think next year sometime at the latest, it'll probably be a standby line. Um, but this this ride is so good. There's a couple of pre-shows. The effects on that are incredible. The only thing I don't like about it is when you kind of get squeezed off into, you kind of have to fight for your position in line. And I don't like that. I'm not like a pushy person like some people are and they'll cut you off. If you're in a wheelchair, you know, they'll like just cut you off and stare you down while they do it. I'm not like that, but it kind of like funnels down like Haunted Mansion does. And, um, and yeah, I just don't like those type of rides because I don't like having to fight for my position in line. But, other than that, everything in here is incredible. 
Love this ride. Um, it's my number one for a good reason. And a lot of people that I talk to say this is their favorite ride ever. And, um, you know, there's just a few people out there that have motion sickness and do not like this ride. And I get it. People are different. People have different situations and different things affect people differently. So, um, but for whatever reason, I love this ride. And for the reasons I listed, the soundtrack, the unknown factor, the smooth ride that you get and that the ride vehicle rotates to what you're looking at. So awesome. I don't know how they do it, but it is incredible. It's a giant step up from Ellen's energy adventure. And I just love everything about this ride. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is my top spot. And if I had to make a list, which I do want to, the top 10 in all of Walt Disney World, that would be extremely challenging, but I want to take that challenge. Spoiler alert, this one's going to be number one because I love it. And I love these top 10 countdowns. I hope you do as well. Let's recap a Joel New World's top 10 at Epcot. Number 10, Turtle Talk with Crush. Again, there's not too many rides there, and I do not like Mission Space. Uh, number nine, Journey into Imagination with Figment. Number eight, Living with the Land. Number seven, Spaceship Earth. Number six, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And number five, The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Number four, Soaring Around the World. Number three, Test Track. Number two, Frozen Ever After. And number one, The Champion, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. There it is. There's the official list of a Joel New World at Epcot. There's only one left to do, and that is Animal Kingdom. That one's going to be hard to find 10, right? There's just not that many rides there. But I think we can do it. I think we can get through that list, and it's going to be fun. And then after that, after some time, I think I want to do all of Walt Disney World Resort rides. And, uh, and yeah. But if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I love that that movie it's very rocket heavy um i don't want to get any get into any spoilers but um it was probably i don't know i really love the first one the second one probably was the weakest of all the three movies and then this one totally redeemed itself great story great emotion and uh, i feel like they closed out the trilogy very very well and uh yeah like i said it's very rocket heavy his origin story and you know to where he is nowadays but um such a good movie james gunn did a really really great job with guardians of the galaxy so great that he actually you know has a couple of rides based off of his movies and his characters um in the marvel universe and that is over in california adventure mission breakout that tower of terror um that replaced tower of terror and then now cosmic rewind over here at epcot that replaced ellen's energy adventure and uh, for good reason. It's a great character, great IP, and I love it. Um, so there it is. There's a top 10 list. If you are interested in finding more content like this, head on over to ajoelnewworld.com. There you'll find a blog post. You'll find a YouTube channel with all of my videos, and I'm really trying to um, kickstart um, lengthier videos where I'm exploring my journeys and my trips to the parks the resorts to restaurants to food and wine festival booths you name it um you can find my instagram and twitter handles there any way to contact me find me there um it's all housed under one roof at ajoelnewworld.com if you need some list for the 2023 international epcot food and wine festival if you need some list and some checklist to help you get through those booths and to know all the offerings and help you prepare for that trip you can find it there at ajoelnewworld.com head there now 
Um, as usual, I enjoy making these podcasts. And thank you so much for all the listeners and support and downloads. Uh, make sure to subscribe so you know exactly when the next episode uh, pops up. For me, I use Apple Podcasts mostly. And when I subscribe, as soon as it's available, it comes up for me. And, uh, and yeah, you'll know when it's available. But that's going to do it for this episode. And remember, never let anyone sign your checks. Thank you.